0: Raise it up, why? Raise it up. Raise it up, why? Raise it up. hey loves, hey loves. My name is Yann Vaughn, also known as Y, and this is another extraordinary episode of Raise It Up, Y, the podcast. We are coming at you the last Thursday of January 2021. New year, new things. Same you, but new year, new things in an episode that we're calling Allow, Allow me, me to reintroduce, reintroduce myself. And <laughs> for the OGs in the room, we all we all know that's from. My, My name, name is Ho. Ho. H H to H to the a- okay. Anyways, um, this is going to be a fun episode. This is going to be an introduction yet again to what we already do here. Some of you guys know that here at Raise It Up Y... This is where OGs get to kick game to real ones only as well. This is the space where we raise your self-awareness, your vibrations, and your capacities for love, which is just knowledge, guys. It's just knowledge. So in this episode in particular, we're going to be visited by a group that I call the Masterminds in a Get Raised segment. Um, you'll hear about them in just a moment. We're also going to celebrate. Y'all know that we're we're airing on the last Thursday of the month, but the day that we are taping is actually a, a dear, dear friend of mine and sister of mine's birthday. This is none other than Marlana Rhapsody Evans's birthday 2021. So y'all see I am in festive gear. You to dig that. We ain't, we ain't playing with the, with the rap love. We got it all around us today. Um, and we're going to get into a do I diddy from my EP that I released on the 13th of December in 2019. Um, I do not think you all have heard this song as a do I diddy just yet. And, uh, we'll be talking about that as the episode closes. So make sure to tune in all the way to the end, because that last part, you will be able to hear uh, some wonderful tunes that I'd like to share with you guys. Um, If you are listening on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or anywhere that we can be consumed as podcasters. I want to say thank you, thank you, thank you so much for listening. If you're a return listener, you know that you are my love. And I say thank you so much for the love that you have provided me, my team, and everything that we are about. I appreciate you if you are a love looker. (laughs) And you are on YouTube watching this whole shiznit go down. Then number one, hey. And number two, thank you. Thank you for watching, rocking, for commenting, for sharing, for liking, subscribing, hitting the bell, being notified when we come on and when we do what we do. I really appreciate the love, I swear I do, from everyone. Uh, uh, I just got done being a store for the latter part of 2020 and we had our merch run. And we was running, 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 and running, running. Let's give. We we did a lot. We we were we were there with you guys. And uh we were a whole store. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh 2021 will be a little more merch, but we're also gonna do some other fun things that we're gonna talk about in this episode. So many of you know that I am an edutainer. All right. And as an edutainer, I like to educate and entertain all tied up in this beautiful bundle of trained therapy, uh, being a master of social work and MSW from Long Beach State. Go Beach. Uh, So what we're going to do right now is we're going to do what we do every episode. And we are going to ground ourselves, all right? Let's get some grounding cracking off because we like to separate the space that you inhabited mentally, physically, and emotionally from whenever you tuned in to our broadcast to where you are now within our broadcast. So if you're listening to this sexy, sultry, buttery voice and you are driving, please. I invite you to keep your eyes open. (laughs) But if you are anywhere else in the world and you feel so inclined to do so, please, let's have a moment for you right now. And you can close your eyes if you so feel and if you so choose. I'd like you to, I'd like you to take a moment to be here with me. I want you to hear my voice. I want you to feel your feet. I want you to wiggle your toes and touch your nose, just for no other reason than to recognize that you are here. Ooh, a lot of people weren't here after 2020, but you are. I want you to breathe a thankful breath in and blow appreciation out. How about you do that again in through your nose? And out through your mouth. And just take a moment to own this. Man, this miracle that we call life. That you are breathing and you're winning just because you're living this life. Just by spending this time with my voice right now, you're investing into your betterment. And I want you to sit with that and feel proud and welcome. Let's go up. Let's go TF up as uh, some loves of mine, um, listeners and lookers on my uh, Instagram, my at Wyanna account, W-Y-A-N-N-A. We like to say rockets up on these hoes and we call anything negative and all things negative hoes, not hoes, hoes. We spell it hoes. H-O-E-Z, but hoes. And when we get our positive inspiration and when we get our motivation cracking off between all of us being around each other, loving one another, speaking with one another, encouraging one another, we call that shit rocket fuel. This is non-corny positivity being brought to you within hip hop culture from the West Coast to the fucking world. And we like to say that because when we do this positivity thing, some people like to say, oh, and then there's, you know, no profanity and oh, you know, make sure that you speak this way. No. As the prophet Dr. Dre says, we don't do diet hip hop. Okay. We put the fuck in our cuss fucks, right? We do it all. All right. <laughs> so long as we are looking to be fertilizer to the game and be a space hopefully a safe space where everyone who's listening to us can grow, then we're doing our jobs. We are non-corny positivity, my loves. Um I wanna start with a get raised. And I usually I usually end my episodes before I go into my YN's words of wisdoms with my get raised. However, I wanted to start this episode with a get raised because I have the I have the privilege Uh, of having two of my friends, uh, also mental health practitioners. One, I'm I'm using their names as uh, indicated by their handles on Instagram, which is at Mitsun Okada. Don't worry, we will spell it for you later. Chill out. And at Urban underscore counselors. So we're going to be talking in this Get Raised section about boundaries. This episode is called Allow Me to Reintroduce Myself. One, this is a new year. All right. A new year. I have new listeners, new onlookers, new loves. And I want to be able to let you guys know who I am, what my platform is, what my platform is, no N in platform. That's what I heard. Uh, What my platform is and what we're all about. So to an extent, whenever you're going higher in your levels of life, you're constantly and consistently having to reintroduce yourself let people know who you are. Um, but what I also recognized about this life is that as you introduce yourself and what the importance of reintroducing yourself to certain people, uh, the importance is of reintroducing yourself to people that you might already know is the fact that as you set resolutions for yourself for the new year, let's just say, or it doesn't have to be an event like the new year. Maybe you just want to Do something different with your life. You want to better your life in this way or that. Whenever you decide to be a new way, that new way has begun in your life. I think biblically they say, as a man thinketh, therefore he is. Not therefore he will be, not therefore he was, therefore he is. You think it, you are it, all right? And what I've discovered in this life is When you've decided a new way of living for yourself or a more intentional way, it doesn't have to be new. It might just be improved. It might be evolved, more mature. If you've discovered a new way that you're looking to live this life, sometimes that comes with something called boundaries. And I wanted to explore boundary setting with these two individuals, my loves and a group that I have called the masterminds <laughs> of the at Raise It Up Why crew, we have with us. Yes, on this phone. No, you may not see them. It's late. Let it be. Let it be. We have the wonderful Miss Mitson Okada, as you will see on her Instagram. Uh, Mitson, can you say hello to the people? Hello, everybody. Y'all love it. Y'all love it. I know we love it. And we have the incomparable at urban underscore counselor from here on out named at not at, but just urban. His real name is Dana Lewis. I know that he is a real man behind this, you know, moniker that exists on social media, but you will find him at urban counselor online, urban underscore counselor. And so I'm just saying for continuity's sake that we are now going to hear from the incomparable urban. What's going on urban counselor?
1: Hey,
0: what's up, why? Wow, what's up? Raise it up, family. Hey. Glad to be here. Hey. So yes, yeah. I wanted to discover or uncover or explore. I like all these words by the way. But I wanted to explore the idea of setting boundaries, especially because it's the new year. You guys know that, you know, this, your professions, uh, deal with helping people become better versions of themselves, or at least understand themselves more fully where they are. So I want to start with Mitzen and I want to ask you what are boundaries as you would define them?
2: So for me, I think back to, um, Actually, the book, Boundaries, by Hmm. Drs. Henry Cloud and John Townsend. And they um, the way that they talk about it just really puts it quite plainly. It just basically um, clarifies what is me and what is not me and where I end and where someone else begins. So basically, it's about taking responsibility for your own life and for everything that pertains to your own life and to give other people responsibilities for, for their lives. Um, you know, and I think a good way to illustrate that is just kind of the saying that somebody else's, um, crisis is not my crisis. Somebody else's emergency is not necessarily my emergency. So just because, You know, a friend is catering a big dinner, you know, pre-COVID or post-COVID.
0: Right, right. Sure, (laughs) sure, sure.
2: Hopefully people aren't doing that right now. But um, they're doing a big dinner and say one of their vendors pulls out at the last minute and they need somebody to help them organize something. Well, that's not your emergency because you don't have, if you don't have a stake in the business or if you don't work for them. Um, if, I mean, if they're your good friend, you want to see them succeed, Sure. but ultimately it's their responsibility. So you support the the friend where you can, but if you also have your own business, um, let's just say you run a store or, or you know, uh, an antique business or something, and you have some big projects coming up yourself, if you were to take time away from that to go help your friend with their catering business, then you won't have enough left over for your own business. So basically just attending to the business that is yours.
0: Love, 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 love. Same question to Urban Counselor. What are boundaries?
1: So boundaries uh, for my point of view is that boundaries, when you think about it, is when a person determines what they allow in and what they are going to allow out of their life and making sure that they set appropriate limits. Mm -hmm. And when you look to start setting boundaries on a consistent basis, it helps to protect and it also helps to boost, you know, your spiritual, emotional and uh, physical health. And it's essential when you're talking about boundaries to have those in place because it helps to create healthy relationships and overall a healthy life. And one thing I like to tell people when it comes to boundaries is that it's a skill. Um, Mm -hmm. It's a skill that you got to practice and do on a a continuum so that you can get the hang of it. And once you start doing it more often, it helps to boost your confidence. And uh, boundaries, you know, it can be hard but it can be done and it, and it's necessary for you to to live and to really, you know, be protected from things that will want to impact uh, your mental health overall.
0: Ooh. So uh, I think you all are learning why this pack of Negroes is called the masterminds. All right. Y'all better, y'all, you better ask somebody, baby. I'm like sitting here. This is difficult because they're saying stuff and I'm like, Ooh, yes. I'm, I'm realized we're all sharing the one mic. So I'm trying to like keep my, my comments back and everything, but bro boundaries. It's where you start another person ends. It's, it's where you allow, you define what you allow in you. And what you will allow out of you, like, bro, boundaries on a very, very physical level. We're in my kitchen at my house. I don't know if I'm breaking the fourth wall right now. We're in my kitchen in my house. There is a wall over there. On the other side of that wall, we talked about this. We called it the what? Foyer. Because I want to feel like I'm balling and I am balling. Todd, thank you. Hmm. So now that I'm balling, Susie. Thank you. Uh, right here on the other side of this wall is the foyer to my house foyer. It's French, no R <laughs> spelled with an ER. Let it happen. Anyways, the fact that this wall is set here, it is a physical real life boundary that separates the space here versus there space here being called my kitchen space. there being called my foyer. How about this? The four walls, a lot more, but the outside walls of this house determine inside versus outside. The These things are very physical to see. So I love when I hear urban counselors say, yeah, they might be hard to set, but you can set them. I freaking love that. I know I just gave a very physical uh, example of, of boundary setting, um, back to our what I call our resident side D uh miss mitson have you ever do you have like a, a an on deck example of how to set boundaries that you maybe even provide your clients or that you do in your personal life what is what does boundary setting look like for you
2: I think for me um well it is it's it's pretty straightforward when you think about boundaries, it's, you know, just in terms of going, um, from the perspective of where I end and somebody else begins, uh, just clarifying for yourself, okay, what is it that I am able to do? What is it that I'm willing to tolerate in a relationship? Uh, what, what type of things, uh, does my partner do or does my friend do or my my business partner do that that are acceptable and that are not? So basically just clarifying those things for yourself and then strategizing to say, how can I create more of the behaviors or make room for more of the behaviors that I want mm-hmm. or create the dynamics that are healthier for me And distance myself from those dynamics or those behaviors that I don't want. And it, I think for a lot of people, it's just learning to speak up and um, being very uncomfortable. And I'd love to hear you talk about this, Urban, in terms of how you guide people to deal with the anxiety that that brings up for them. Um, I tend to take the gentler approach, um in terms of, okay, well, I'm seeing you're having this issue and this is not something that I can really fulfill. So let me yeah. help you set up you know, a system for yourself to maybe attend to that need. Right. And then I'm going to hand this over for, to you. That's actually mm. what I've been talking about with someone who, who is dealing with an issue with their spouse um, that they're not able to... Fully take responsibility for themselves, uh, so the client is is taking shouldering a lot of the like business and the financial responsibilities and the, the household responsibilities and even helping with the other person's healthcare needs, and it's just really draining Got it. for them. So, just wanting to say, okay, well, this is these are some things I need you to learn to do for yourself. I
0: mm-hmm. will
2: help you set this up for yourself. Right. But then you're on your own after that
0: (laughs) in whatever
2: way that, that, that feels comfortable or that feels like something you can do. Um, and that's in the best case scenario, but obviously there's other scenarios where, you know, there's abuse happening or there is, you know, something that needs to be addressed more immediately. And I would love to hear urban talk more about that and how to how to guide people through that process and that discomfort that comes with it. I
0: love it. I love it. Urban counselor, what, what do you think, uh, uh, or what have you seen that, that boundary setting can look like?
1: Yeah. So just to piggyback off of Midsen, um, what I do and what I tell clients to do when it comes to setting boundaries and to overcome that, uh, barrier when it comes to anxiety around setting boundaries right. is to always remind yourself is that, Hey, you know, I can give myself the permission to set the boundaries in my life. Mm. Cause once I understand that I have the permission to set boundaries, that in turn increases my self worth. And most of all, my self respect. Uh-huh. And what I've noticed just in sessions, when we're talking about, uh, setting boundaries, a lot of times there's a lot of fear, guilt, and self-doubt if I decide to set a boundary with someone. Hmm. And a lot of times we don't want to set boundaries because, hey, you know, hey, what what would they think? You know, I, I want to be there. I want to be in all places. And I want to show that I'm capable of doing this. Where at the end of the day, I always tell people, man, that you will see who is in your life when you tell them no. You will get a clear picture. Once you start setting boundaries, you will see who's for you and who's not. And I think that's important to let clients know that, yo, you have every right to set the boundary. Because the more you are consistent, like I said earlier, and setting the boundaries in your life, the more that you will start to feel more confident. The more that you will start to see, you know what, I'm worth uh, this boundary. Like, I'm worth it. And I think, I I believe that that's the message as as clinicians that we need to get over to our clients to help them overcome the anxiety. Like, hey, you worth it. You worth it, sis. You worth it, bro. Like, these boundaries that you set are going to be for the benefit. It may not feel like it initially, but as you start to do it more and more, you will start to become free and liberated within yourself. And then, believe it or not, People
0: will respect you more when you start to value you yes. and set those boundaries. So that's my, that's my take on that. Listen, listen, I wish you could, uh, y'all can see me over here where well, you'll see me on the podcast, obviously, but, but I'm sitting here snapping. I'm just sitting here like, mm, yes, 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 yes. A fucking yes. Okay. Like the, when you're setting, okay, forget it. Last, no, not last episode. We're on episode 27. We had 26, which was the 13th, ep- the 13th episode. We do 13 every year, even though we do one podcast a month. Our 13th always is the Christmas of life. The New Year Eve. Yeah, not the Christmas Eve. The Christmas of life. So the New Year's Eve of the year that's about to come. Last year, aka a few weeks ago, it just so happens that the last Thursday of the month and the freaking new year's Eve happened on the same damn day. And Oh, if you could have seen my face when I had that realization, I was like, what? <laughs> but anyways, on, on episode 25, the one, the last, uh, uh, the 12th episode of 2020 that we did was called, what about your friends? What about your friends? Okay. Right. So that was me and Chris Cadenhead, head, who is usually right behind that camera right there. Um, who's editing this episode, uh, Chris Cadenhead and I sat here and we talked about when you have real friends in your life, they act like what I was calling real mirrors. They reflect back to you who you actually are, who you fully are, all parts of you, whenever you happen to lose your way because this is life. We're navigating it as we go. I was telling somebody, I'm like, I'm 38 this year, but I ain't never been 38 before. Now, if you want me to tell you about what it's like to be 36, 37, I got you because I've been it. I'm I'm past it. I'm done it. So I, I can tell you the entire year and what it's like, but this 38 thing, I'm weed whacking it day by day as it goes. I'm trailblazing. And all of us are everywhere we are in life, every age we are in life, we're doing it as it comes. So when you get lost, as you are literally trailblazing your way, your real friends are mirrors that reflect back to you the whole of who you are, where your quote unquote fake friends, as the kids like to say, your fake friends are the friends that will hold up a distorted image of you. Usually one, maybe two pieces of who you are And they will attempt to make you believe that those pieces, one or two pieces of you, is who you are totally. Case in point, a person who wants to drink less, maybe even take alcohol out of his life because he recognizes he has an unhealthy attachment to it. He might even call, or other people might even call his condition an alcoholic one. He might be addicted to alcohol. So he decides to set the boundary, new year, same me. Just improved. So, what I'm going to do is, I'm going to keep myself in spaces that don't have alcohol in them. Therefore, the bar, no, nah, I'm not going there no more. Therefore, the club, I mean, if I'm with the right person at the right time and I'm away from the bar area, maybe, maybe. If I have business there, maybe. This might be something that he sets up as boundaries for himself. Well, what happens when you have a whole mess of friends? who all hung out with you at that bar or a whole mess of friends who would buy bottles with you and be at a table when they would go to the club. These friends don't want you to leave the circle. They're going to look at you and say, bro, you're changing. Wow. Brand new. Whoa. You hella brand new. Damn. I'll tell you like this. Someone told me, I think it was in my master's program. You'll know the people who shouldn't have been around you, By when you set the boundary, they feel offended by it. When you set a boundary for yourself so that you are doing, performing, and being better, becoming better because you think this will make you better, and somebody feels offended by it, it's because they were gaining from your lack of discipline or from you not having the boundary in that area. God forbid you were the one financing everybody's alcoholic problem. You was the baller. You was the one with all the money. Or you was the one who knew all the bitches and you brought everybody to the table. God forbid. Of course they don't want you to start <laughs> thinking different of yourself and not being in the places where they were reaping the benefits of your energy. Vampires, bro. They don't just come out at night. These energy suckers are everywhere. Listen, they really are. So, wow. I really, really enjoyed (laughs) what you masterminds have said. Ladies and gentlemen, I want to make sure you remember at Mitsun Okada. We will have the spelling for you in a minute, but if you are listening, I do want to spell it out. M I T Z E N O K A D A is our resident Psy D, that is a doctorate of psychology degree holder. And we have at urban underscore counselor. If you don't know how to spell urban or counselor, talk it into your phone because I'm not about to spell it all. It's a lot. But this man's real name is Dana Lewis. You can catch these two beautiful entities usually on Love Tuesdays. L-U-V-E. If you look at the hashtag L-U-V-E. Y-N spell now. L-U-V Tuesdays. T-U-E-S-D-A-Y. S. Tuesday is a motherfucker. I just want y'all to to, to spell off rip. Shit. Anyway, Love Tuesdays is something that we do at 6 p.m. on the West, the best coast. Uh, I'm sorry, Urban Counselor, on the West Coast. It's a great coast where you are as well. We love the Atlantic Ocean. So um, so the West Coast, 6 p.m., on my at Wianna, W-Y-A-N-N-A account on Instagram, we process and talk about further topics that we bring up right here on Raise It Up Why. So if you ever want to bump into these masterminds, this is just what they are, please join us 6 p.m. on Tuesdays on the at W-Y-A-N-N-A Wianna account on instagram we would love to have you and now like these two are like famous fucking come hang with us like what the fuck so i wanted to say thank you so much to mitzen and urban and did you all want to say any last shouts out or 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 tell everybody something as you sign off two of you yeah oh Mitson, you can
1: go first go first mitz look
2: at all that humility okay (laughs) oh thank you urban um yeah, I just, well, thank you so much, Y, for, for having me on here and thinking of me, thinking of us uh, for this conversation. Very important for people. And uh, one thing that I always remember is, um, you know, we've talked about, uh, and and you remember us talking about Brene Brown in oh. our uh, first Sunday meetings Mm -hmm. and how she dealt a lot with vulnerability and shame and courage and all these important, you know, human things. So, um, and in her research, what she found was that the people with the most compassion had the best boundaries.
3: And
2: I thought that that was really powerful because when you have poor boundaries and I've seen this in my own life, When you have poor boundaries, you resent the hell out of everybody and everything because you're just kind of like, oh, you know, well, why do I got to be here doing this? And they act like that. And and I don't they know what I do for them? You know, that's when we start to get into our martyr complex um, about things. And and uh, we all know urban, especially. Uh, in his work, I'm sure has clients who have family members or maybe they themselves get on their self-righteous tip on, Oh, I've done this, this, and that, or this person has, because they've done this, they're holding it over me and making me feel as though I need to do this, this, and that, or they don't, or I don't love them. You know, it's so it can get really twisted, but if you do have really good boundaries you have room in your heart to to express love the way you want to express love you have wow. room in your heart to to fully uh, function in a relationship in the way that's the healthiest for both of you and setting boundaries is not it is for you but it's also for the other person because if they don't ever run up against that boundary they don't know their own potential or their own um, skills or their, they, their own sense of value and worth
3: yes. can
2: be held back from that because you are doing more for them than what they actually need. So I just think that that's a really powerful thing for me um, to remember always about boundaries.
0: Abso-freaking-lutely. lutely resident side d Let's go. Urban counselor Mr. MSW, just like Brene Brown, what, what could you say as parting words? What's some last thoughts that you want the loves to know?
1: First off, I want to say thank you, Y, for having me and Mitts on here and just putting together uh, the Mastermind team. That's a beautiful thing. Thank you again. And uh, final comments, man, around setting boundaries is that when you're setting boundaries, it's basically saying that you are a priority. And it's nothing wrong with making yourself a priority. Because at the end of the day, and please remember this, if you don't remember anything that I said, when you make yourself a priority, basically what you're saying is that, yo, I'm my greatest resource. When the rubber meets the road, at the end of the day, you are your greatest resource. It doesn't mean that you don't serve people. It doesn't mean that you don't support people. But you can only serve people at a full cup. When you're at half a cup or even lower than that, your service is not necessary service at all and it can be not as beneficial to you or others so just make sure that you know boundaries as you're setting them be patient with yourself if you need to seek support you know tap in with a counselor Always. like myself mids mm-hmm. why want to be a dope coach you know what i'm saying tap in with her as mm-hmm. well and you know just just make sure that you be gentle to yourself as you are setting these boundaries and you know, take it one thing, one day at a time, you know, start small and be like a snowball effect. Yeah. Get the, get that ball rolling, get the confidence rolling on setting boundaries. So those are my final words.
0: You guys are so awesome, man. This look, that's why I knew I had to change this. This this segment, uh, I'm just letting the two of you know, I had it as a get raised because I was going to speak on this topic. And then I was like, hold on. I know two people who would totally smack this whole topic around. Like, why don't I invite them in? And as uh, me and the angels, you know, my angels are my assistants, Suzy Q and Onet Zeleke, Q and EZ, they're the alphabets. Uh, I was sitting here, as I'm talking with you, I says, or the two of you, I was like, wait, wait, wait. wait. They, they're about to really kill this shit. This is not a raise them up. This is not a YN led thing. This is a get raise. This is about to be me learning some shit as well. And let me tell you, you all did not aim to disappoint. I don't know that you ever do. And I can tell you this was no exception. The two of you are awesome. Y'all hold me accountable in ways y'all don't even know. Just by some of the stuff I hear you say, even on our Love Tuesdays and just checking in with one another as we do in the masterminds chat that we have. Like, I'm telling you, The two of y'all held me down in 2020 in some points when I thought I was going to pull all this Pocahontas hair out. I promise you, when I tell you, (laughs) let me say, huh? So the two of you are my shit. I love you guys to no end. And I hope you all have a great, great night. And ladies and gentlemen, make sure you tune in and tap in to Love Tuesdays. Hashtag LUV. Tuesdays on at Yana W-Y-A-N-N-A on my Instagram. And you will run into the residence ID that is Mitsun Mitsun Okada, M-I-T-Z-E-N-O-K-A-D-A. And my fellow MSW urban underscore counselor, don't know how to spell it, talk it into Google. It will tell your ass. All right. My babies, you guys have a great night. I'm going to finish this episode out and let these babies go. I got three of my students with three of my students, three of my former students, my, my mentees with me and uh, my my shot by six. I got I got June um, um, with my mobile camera. Hey, June. Uh, right there. So I'm just I'm feeling happy and, and fun because I have a whole, you know, crew vibe going on over here. So thank you all. Thank you all for being on with me.
2: Thank you so much for
0: having us. Yeah, Absolutely. thank you,
2: thank you
1: for having us for sure.
0: Absolutely, we gon' we gonna live about this uh, either if it's not tomorrow. Just for the shits and giggles, we'll we'll talk about what we did on Tuesday, and that'll be, that'll be a teaser for for what everybody can look forward to on Thursday next week. So that, that
1: was dope.
0: That was dope. Absolutely, awesome. Good. Look
2: forward
0: it to it. I love y'all. I'm I'm gonna hang y'all up, I'm and I'll sure. finish the episode.
2: All right, love I, you guys too. Please, please, All right, one,
0: one, one. All right, bye. Yeah,
2: yeah.
0: I love them. I love oh, I love them. That was so sweet. So as y'all see, 2021, new thing, same me, bitch. So we out here trying some stuff. So uh this get raised is our first get raised. That's a freaking lie. This is our second get raised without having the individuals right here in the room. The first get raised was episode three, where Quabo and Mickey Facts came on. Right? They came on because those two individuals uh, were Quabo is a student of mine who helped me, um, who helped inspire me to create the at Raise It Up Y platform, and uh, Mickey Facts was another validating force that was like, girl, if you don't make a podcast and make sure it's visual because you're too pretty to only (laughs) his words, not mine, but I believe it. The fuck. So, um, moseying right along y'all. I hope you guys got something from that. Get raised setting boundaries is a must. It's a privilege to yourself And the ones around you, as was said by the masterminds team, you are not being greedy, selfish or entitled or egomaniacal by making sure you have you put together. And if anybody thinks that you are being anything negative by making sure that you maintain, manage and protect your space and your energy and your time then those individuals are not for you. They're just not. And let that be that. There's no two ways about it. Um, Breaking it down, going right into the next section, and we're breaking it down. Uh, You all know that while you're watching this on the 28th, if I'm not mistaken, 21 plus seven, wait, what is it? 21, 21 on the year 21? that was for Chris. Uh, uh, so on the 21st plus seven. So on the 28th is when you guys are going to be watching this. We are taping this on the 21st. And like I said, it is Rhapsody's birthday today. And, um, I wanted to do in my break it down uh, section, get raised, which is the portion that just happened. Get raised is where we invite OGs onto the show to not only raise you all, but raise my black ass up too. When you hear me say raise them up, that's me kind of giving you uh, education from my edutainer's perspective, you know, and that's me giving you more of my shtick and my take. The break it down segment is where We uncover the genius in hip-hop, the idea being we shouldn't have to leave us to feed us, right? So there's positivity that happens right here in the community. One such beacon of light, let me tell it, is the beauty and the beast, (laughs) as one of her projects is called. Man, Rhapsody is—she's an important piece to hip hop culture, not just because she's my sister and not just because she's a black woman even. Um, Her talent is hard to match, (laughs) not just by other lady MCs, by any MC. Um, I love her style. I love that she started off in poetry, all of rap music, by the way, all of rap started off from poetry and a poetic sense. Um, there's only two types of written language: it's either prose or poetry. And so, if you're not writing a letter, a paper, a post, an essay, if you have rhyme and rhythm and uh, other literary uh, liberties going on in your in your writing, then you are doing something poetic. And poetry is the uh, uh, seed that once planted and put with some rhythm became rap music. So never forget that. This woman is an amazing poet, bro. Not only is she an amazing poet, she's an outstanding rapper. She earned the the BET Lyricist of the Year Award, right? Like literally. And what's funny is I think T.I. presented it to her and she's like, "This, this is like my first award, like my first award ever. He was like, yes, that I get to Yes. Yeah. I loved that moment. I loved that moment. They surprised her with that. So the reaction you saw on the BET Awards, that was a real surprise reaction. That wasn't staged. I love that. Um, she's my homegirl and an amazing woman. Um, the 2019 release that she uh, created called Eve celebrated black women without it being popular to celebrate black women she did so, uh, because that's the type of person that she is. Um, I, I, I plan to have her on this show. So I don't want to give away too much of the gems, uh, that I, that I, that I house that she's allowed me to have and put in my crown. Yes. That's another double entendre. She had a project called crown. Thank you. 2017 release. Um, but, uh, yeah, my sis is, is an extraordinary artist, talent, woman, person. Um, the last thing I did before COVID took us down, took us down, took us down, boy. That's funny because that's produced by Cash, who is the president of Jamla Records. <laughs> that's one of the songs on my EP. That's just really funny. Anyways, but one of the things that I love. Is that the last event that we went to, which was election day? Do you remember that? I had to go vote that day. So that was March like 3rd, 2020, or something like that. It was a Tuesday for sure. And I went to go vote after I left Ujima. Y'all remember that? So, oh, and you met us at Zanku, Q. You remember you met us at Zanku, and we all ate. So funny. So we went to Rhapsody's show in LA at the L Ray Theater. My baby sister Whitney. Whitney flies. she's on episode 22. My angels, who you guys have never seen because they won't come over here sometimes. One of them is telling me, hell no. And she calls all the angels. She's the reason they're called the angels. That's so funny. But she won't come over here. And the other one is like, no, I'm a model. I don't get to come over here. Her name is Susie Q. Um, but they all went with me to a show of Rhapsodies right here in LA. And I think she might have done one more show before covid uh, stopped her tour. She didn't get to do the Friday the 13th of May la- March last year and that would have been in her hometown of uh, well her hometown is Snow Hill but but in uh, North Carolina she would have been able to do her show. She was not able to do her show because COVID shut everything down but that was one of my favorite things. It's also where I got this dope ass hoodie that I think Rhapsody I'm so sorry because I know you didn't even get to get this this hoodie kids y'all see this? Y'all see that Rhapsody right there on my right arm where I write <laughs> on my right where I write. Mm. Mm. If you are listening, that just did nothing for you. I'm so sorry, Apple Podcast, Stitcher and everyone else. However, I wanted to... I love that she made that album uh, Eve because it gave us something to celebrate and, and, and sing along with just the other day. Uh, if you're, you know, when you're listening to this, it's going to be a couple weeks removed from when we were supposed to wear pearls and chucks. I'm going to tell you guys that I have on chucks in the form of Uggs, but I have on chucks right now because my feet are cold and my pearls are popping for our VP. But, uh, Before Kamala, there was Michelle. Listen, listen. And that lady's first tonight. I was listening to that all while uh, the inauguration was going up. But I wanted to break down the lyrics of one of my favorite songs on Rhapsody's album from 2017. Boop. Yep. Mhm. My angels getting me right. Sorry about that, y'all. Uh, so I wanted to explicate one of the verses from one of my favorite songs from Layla's Wisdom, which I believe came out in twenty seventeen, September, something like that. I could be wrong. Um, but it's called Pay Up, and the first verse says, "We talking about that's big money on your visa. That's the only way." You'll get her, and the only way, she won't leave you. She say, some chick, how much you think it costs for this weave, huh? You like the way it looks, then, uh, baby, it's gonna cost you something. You spoil her good, she like real leather. She like exotic trips, good weather. All you got to offer is to love her better. Better than the rest, told her you don't need a dime to be better than the best. Thought it would impress picked her bouquets, but she only want new boots like Beyonce. He like, I got dreams that a one day pay. She looking at you like, baby, I ain't got time to waste. So pay up. I wanted to talk about that verse because it kind of describes the culture of love. I know this is just a couple weeks before Valentine's day. And so y'all getting ready for y'all love vibes and things like that. Uh, but it's so funny. Um, there's this narr—this narrative of love in our culture today. Uh, y'all heard of toxic, toxic relationships or, you know, I need more toxicity. I heard someone say that. No, I mean, that's cool, but I need more toxicity in my relationships. I'm like, poison? <laughs> you need more negativity? You need more, I don't know. It kind of threw me to something I talked about last year, episode 15 of the podcast, which was, uh, I think it was what's love got to do with it. And in the, in the words of wisdom, we talked about fear versus love fear street versus lover's lane is how I, how I, you know, coined it. And we talked about it, but, um, I remember some part of that words of wisdom where we said something about the fact that Sometimes people think that being on lover's lane is like too mundane. It's too commonplace. It's too boring. Oh, I already know everything that's going to happen. There's no zest. Some people think that the fun happens when things are fucked up or when you don't know if he's going to hit you. I was working with women in recovery from addictions and uh, a 100% of my classroom that I was, uh, providing counseling services to therapeutic services to said, I subscribe to the hit me, but don't leave me school of thought. One young lady, she was a young lady, Latina lady, one young Latina lady said that in a room full of black and Brown girls, all mothers, uh, at this particular facility when I was providing these therapeutic services and we were doing, uh, therapeutic intervention with art. So we were like kind of crafting something and she said it like we was talking about something and she raised her hand and she's like, you know, I kind of, I kind of belong to the, you know, hit me, but don't leave me school of thought. And I remember that rocking my shit so hard. I was putting something together and I was like, (gasps) but I didn't want to make it. I don't know. I didn't want to make it feel like I was judging her with my reaction, but it really did catch me off guard So my next question was, huh, that's interesting. How many people can identify with what such and such just said by a show of hands, the whole room, there were almost 20 women, not girls, women with families, bills, life in that class. And they all said, I would rather him hit me than to leave me. That's toxic ladies and gentlemen. In a minute, we're going to talk about healthy connections versus trauma bonding in the YN's words of wisdom. So we're going to revisit this topic in just a second. But I just want to say here, in case you don't make it to that part of the conversation, um, I was just wanting to make sure that you all know, uh, having a relationship with someone that goes deeper than like this Rhapsody verse is talking about where a woman would only see a man as a sponsor. She wants him to pay up if he wants to be with her. Uh, that's the way I want you. That's the way that you get me. That's the way I won't leave you. You know, you know, I look like money, so you better spend money on this. Hmm. That's one way to do relationship. I'm not here to judge anybody. And if that's your truth, that's your truth. What I can say is that is one version of a relationship that can be described as more shallow than the depth of love that you encounter when there is trust, vulnerability, courage, and resilience in some form of a relationship. And I know I sound like the positivity princess, which is my moniker around the West coast. That's actually exhibits uncle, uncle Vidal's name for me, the princess of positivity. So I know that that's, uh, you know, some people don't find fun in positive, like, oh no, you know, that's, that's corny, you know, all the positive uh, stuff. I, I need some, I need some spice. That might be your bag. That might be your bag. Spice or non-spice, toxic connecting, toxic relationships is 100% more shallow than trusting, intimate, fall face forward or face backwards. It doesn't matter. And you know somebody is going to catch you with love, healthy relationship and connection. And you can debate me on this if you'd like, but I wouldn't respond because I know my boundaries. And a wise man told me never argue with fools because from a distance, niggas can't tell who is who. So, yeah, I want you to look and see, uh, especially for for any lady that might resonate with this type of story. Uh, You want to take exotic trips. You would rather have somebody that would buy you uh, more expensive things in life than just gift you with the beauty of you know, whatever, uh, uh, is in the means of what a loving, good hearted person could give you. I would, I would just implore you to maybe look in the mirror and see what you're giving yourself and see if that is enough. Because if it's not, then I can understand why you would think you needed to supplement what love felt like by way of using someone else, whether it be their money as in the illustrated picture here in this verse of pay up from Rhapsody and Layla's wisdom, or if it's an energetic thing, whatever it might be, however it might be, I can tell you this. I would just pray that, uh, you, you explored what you are, who you are and what makes you so that you could have the possibility of, I don't know, Entering in something a little deeper, a little deeper, and a little more authentic with yourself. Hold on, I'm, I'm gonna give a pause for the cause. Go ahead. <laughs> they can I, I'm pausing so they can go. It's good. They lock it. And she can close the door heavy. Close the heavy door. You close the heavy door? Oh. It was quiet? that just made me excited right I don't know why. But uh, uh, so, Do I Diddy, third segment of the episode, will be at the end of this episode. This will be at the end of this episode. The Do I Diddy for this episode is going to be called Love Unconditional. It is the final song on the YN EP. I wanted to revisit this one because Everybody knows uh, if you've been around the YN show, which is what I call my life. If you've been around me for a minute, you all know that that song only made it on my EP because my current angel, (laughs) my Auntie Pam, is who loved that song um, the most. Um, Pam, for those who don't know, makes up one, uh, well, fourth of the sister group That is The Emotions, Grammy Award-winning 70s soul group, The Emotions. Uh, uh, If you don't know them, you got the best of my love. So um, I'm only doing that because, again, since the first episode, a lot of new people are probably listening and following, so you might not know that that is my mom and aunts that I currently tour with them when we can overtly tour. Well, we did a virtual gig. We did a virtual gig. So yeah, currently still touring with the emotions. And uh my sister Wendy uh talks about how she ended up subbing in for Aunt Pam in 20, I think starting in 2018 or 19, as my aunt's health kind of started waning and declining. And uh my Aunt Pam was grooming my sister Wendy to take her place in the group. When she ended up passing away, we weren't ready for her to go. We didn't know that she was going to go on her birthday last year, September eighteenth. Fun fact: September eighteenth is also Exhibit's birthday, uh, so they shared the same birthday and everything. And um, yeah, so for the for since then, I, I I listened to Love Unconditional a whole separate way. Um, I love the bridge on that song, the bridge for you young R&B heads that don't know about bridges is the part where the music changes towards the end of the song after the two verses and the choruses. Don't worry about it, you'll, you'll, you'll get the vibe. But um, the bridge on that song says, uh, leading out of the second verse into the bridge, if I'm not the one you need, then let me find somebody new. And then here's the bridge, to love unconditional. Like, let me find somebody new so that I can love them unconditionally. Love unconditional is more than a man can know. And it's more than some pretty show to convince me who I am. And to love unconditional is to know within your soul. And if you can't tell me, tell me what it takes to love you and you and the depths of your soul, then who can baby? Who can? To love unconditional is more than a man can know. It's more than a pretty show to convince me who I am. And to love unconditional is to know within your soul. So if you can't tell me, man, what do I feel? Right? The reality is a lot of love, quote unquote, that we see today. I remember the whole hashtag relationship goals. Y'all remember that? relationship goals and goals and all that stuff. It's so for show. What's the word you said the other day that people were doing with like, uh, uh, when they when they look like they're saying Black Lives Matter, but they weren't really? It's so performative. It's so performative, the love that we have today. Um, I knew a couple in the industry where it looked like love because the gentleman was buying his wife a new car every... I don't know. Every time she said she felt like she had a new car, every time she felt like she wanted to have a new car. But from what I knew about them personally, every time he bought her a new car, it was because he had cheated and she found out. And that was her way of making him pay pay up. Shit. I didn't even think about that. Um, But on the outside, looking in somebody seeing that situation would be like, oh my God, like he just loves her. He just spoils her. I know a lot of in, in therapeutic senses, I learned a lot of relationships where every time the woman had a new piece of jewelry, it was because he hit her. And this was the promise yet again, that I'll never do it again, which came with the gift. Every time if the beating was worse, the gift was more expensive. But just looking, oh my God, damn, she has everything. Oh, she got a Birkin, damn, she got this, he got that. It's so performative, it's scary. And I say that because the, the bridge of that song, to love someone with an unconditional love, she says to love unconditional is more than a man can know. It's more than some pretty show, performative. It's more than the show. If you're trying to convince me who I am, I don't know. Todd, when's the last time someone had to convince you you were black? Right. Okay. When's the last time someone had to convince you you were male? Right. Right. So, so when you know what you are and when you are what you are convince me, what do you got to convince me of? There is no convincing me. I know who I am when I know where I am and what I am. So when I'm in a loving relationship, you, you can feel it. One of my OG's uh, essays, uh, when I taught off 83rd in Vermont, it was in the A-trade. That's the crip section. But this was an essay, uh, OG essay dude from, oh, I can't remember his gang. Um, might have been, so didn't you? It might have been MS-13s. Ah, ha, ha, 13s. Yay, 13. But this gentleman said he picked his old lady out of all the girls that he was talking to By way of the fact that she understood him and they never had to talk about stuff. And he talked to me and he was like, see, miss, with with, with understanding, miss, ain't no explanation needed. With me and my old lady, I just know what I know. I don't got to ask her. She don't got to ask me. We don't doubt that. I was like, that's some real shit right there. Some very, very real shit right there. So, I hope you guys enjoy when you hear Love Unconditional. I sang it with all my might after a day of teaching all freaking day at Ujima PCC, Pasadena City Colleges. uh, Pasadena City Colleges Ujima program, their Black Student Success program. And uh, voice was hoarse but the deadline for getting the album done was coming. And I told Chris Cadenhead, my creative partner, also our producer on this show. I said, baby, if we don't get it done today, we ain't going to get it. It's not going to be perfect. If we wait for perfect, it'll never get done. Let's just do it and put it out. So I hope you guys enjoy it at the end of this episode. So stay at, stay on at the end, all right? Stay on at the end. And I'm going to get us ready right now for some YN's Words of Wisdom. Today... In YN's words of wisdom, we are talking about how do you know when you're connecting versus trauma bonding? How do you know? How do you know? Last year, if you were with us, by it being 2020, we played off the idea of perfect vision, right? Our podcast, which one of our tenets is to raise your self-awareness, Decided to take that opportunity to say, let's take the whole year and for 12 months, 13 episodes, let's talk about how to be more self-aware. Because perfect 2020 vision out there somewhere means nothing if when you look in the mirror, you see unclearly or you see a blur or worse off yet, you see nothing, something with no value. I didn't speak on it while Mitzen and Urban were were talking um during the get raised section, but I kept hearing the words love and worth pop up. Kept hearing love and worth when it comes to boundaries. You gotta know your worth. You gotta know your worth, right? And you gotta know with that worth comes a depth of knowledge and then love for self. You can't love what you don't know, right? So you gotta learn a about it first, learn you first. And then you get to, once you decide all that you've learned is good and you like it, hey, I love me. I learned more of me. So now I love more of me, right? That's the whole third tenant of our podcast. And it's what we're going to focus on all 2021. So when we're talking about connecting versus trauma bonding, we're starting with that love, with self love, and what worth. All looks like a couple of weeks back I asked well yeah a couple weeks back I asked this question how do you know when you're connecting versus trauma bonding all over my social media platforms and I'd been putting questions after questions after questions and people were responding and replying quite quickly when this question came across (laughs) the screen I got a few, Ooh, now that's a good question or shit, let me know when you find out. I even had people repost it to see if their network could find them an answer. Well, let's dissect it. Y'all know me, edutainer. We're going to start with some definitions. Human connection is an energy exchange between people who are paying attention to one another, said Google. It has the power to deepen the moment, inspire change, and build trust. Trauma bonding, Google said, is a psychological response to abuse. It occurs When the abused person forms an unhealthy bond with the person who abuses them, Stockholm syndrome is one type of trauma bonding. What I know about building relationship is that people experience healthy trust in a good relationship people experience healthy trust and healthy trust comes from situations where a person learns to be able to depend on another after several consistent occurrences. For example, by Eric Erickson's philosophy, a baby learns to trust its caregiver based on its ability to be comforted on a consistent basis after it cries. A baby doesn't have its words just yet, so it only knows how to express itself mostly through crying. And just for the child development side of me, different cries signify different needs amongst a baby. But how people generally say that the baby loves the mom more, not true. Whoever comes more consistently, the baby will build a stronger bond with rather a stronger attachment a child building a relationship towards its parent is called attachment a parent experiencing relationship with its child is called bonding all right the child development degree has just spoken to you congratulations my math students learn to trust my teachings when they apply their skills that they honed in my class at their jobs or in other math classes And they're consistently getting the right answers. People in life develop trust with others when they learn they can depend on someone to show up. Trust is furthered when the results of consistent showing up is fruitful and is positive. On the flip side. Bonding with trauma as the glue poses a challenge to the health of any relationship. Instead of showing up consistently in a way that's positive, trauma bonding is where one learns to expect the worst from a person every time they show up. And in cases of neglect, it's expecting that a person will not show up when you need them or not show up consistently. In today's vernacular, people may associate trauma bonds with toxic relationships. Urban dictionary describes toxic relationships as one where there is constantly or there is constant fighting or the participants are on thin ice with each other but are always trying to re- to maintain the relationship. So I guess the main thing I wanted to say about choosing a healthy connection with another over trauma bonding is it takes guts. It takes guts to be in a healthy relationship. Expecting the least and the lowest out of people, out of humans after a year like 2020 and the fuck shit we saw then. That shit is way too easy. That is so easy. How about in a relationship where the rhetoric is, you hurt me, so I'll just expect that you'll always hurt me. And since I ain't no punk, trust and believe, I'm going to hurt you right back. That's as natural as returning a mean gesture to someone who's just given you one. What takes discipline, what takes kuth and strength and maturity is learning that someone who has hurt you can be asked the question, what for? Have you ever done it? Have you ever decided to ask the person who has caused you hurt, especially in an intimate relationship, what was the purpose of doing this? No, I really wanna know. Have you ever taken a learner's mindset to the individual who has just hurt your heart? I'll tell you this, healthy connection makes you choose you and your mental health over puny pleasure of get back and toxic relationship play. The best thing you can do to a low-level motherfucker is to leave them alone. You know the saying, misery loves company, right? So as long as you stick around, they win. As long as you stay I love the people. He cheated on me, so shit, I cheated right back. I got him back with this person. I got him back with that. But you stayed, didn't you? Hit me, don't leave me. You stayed, didn't you? You're nursing the very person you think that you're paying back or hurting. Healthy connection starts at home, ladies and gentlemen. If you're living honest with yourself, you will bring that same honesty into your relationship. If you trust yourself You will experience that trust within the relationship that houses you. Does that mean a person you choose to partner with will never be honest? Rather, will never be dishonest or will never hurt you? Hell no. Everybody got free will. Everybody carries the potential to hurt you. The thing is this. If you live that healthy connection, you're more likely to attract the same type of health from another person into your experience. And let's say that they hurt you. You recognize that if you are the positive component to the relationship and that person is the, let's say, negative, they're bringing what feels like the negative component. What happens when you delete negative? Isn't it positive? What happens when you multiply a negative with a negative? What happens when you erase a debt? Don't you gain? Guys, don't make this math teacher come out. This is like, don't don't do that. Not tonight. Uh, mind you, alignment, aka good connection to love and light, happens from moment to moment. That means the same person who was well and good can change to being disloyal and dishonest. But guess what? So can you. We all can. Your ability to align and connect needs to be refreshed and checked moment to moment, not day to day, moment to moment, not hour to hour, ladies and gentlemen, moment to moment. So what we're looking for is connecting with people who choose their alignment more often than not. So even when they fuck up, they possess the power to self correct and leave their egos out of the equation as much as possible when they do. Because be clear, what makes you cheat and lie and desire more than your fair share of loving from a person is all ego. Your ego will trash you for being good and bury you for being bad. Here go your ego. Pussy nigga. She right there and trying to give it to you. And here you go being loyal to a woman miles and miles away who would never know. Don't be stupid. So you go fuck old girl. And you go home to your main and your house and your family. Now here's your ego. You know you a ain't shit ass nigga, don't you? This is a good girl and you done went and fucked it all up. I hope you happy, stupid. Shit. You fucked up so bad, you might as well go fuck the girl at your job. She been trying to give it to you. And you ain't no goody-two-shoes-ass nigga no more. Go off the deep end. Go ahead. F- there go your ego. <laughs> it beat you up for doing the bad thing to encourage you to do a worse thing? Excuse me? I don't know if that's necessarily just your ego, by the way. We're going to talk more about the ego and all that stuff. Because I, 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 I sometimes make the ego sound way worse than he is. He ain't all bad. Nothing in life is really always all bad. Very few things are that extreme and consistent. But the ego unchecked is the devil. The ego unchecked is hell on earth. That part I won't stand away from. I I stand right by that. Ego-driven relationship can be toxic as fuck and could very easily find itself happy in a trauma-bonded connection. Healthy connections are rooted in balance, self awareness, then love, maybe some worth and alignment. So, we'll uncover more about that this entire year. So, buckle up. This is going to be fun. This is going to be a fun ride. And those are my words of wisdom for today. And before I go, so i want you to know we're paying dues this day in the paying dues segment or section of the podcast uh it was brought about by my brother my brother is in heaven currently but my brother introduced me to hip-hop that was one of the best things he could have done uh, before he physically left this earth. He introduced me to hip-hop, and one of the first songs that really stuck with me for a funny reason, you can go back to episode one or two and learn why, it's called Pay Your Dues. Rest in love and heavenly splendor and bliss, Wayne Vaughn Jr. One of the first things I want to shout out on this Pay Your Dues section is the do- Is the do, why did that happen? Is the do, right? So uh, if you're listening, this doesn't do anything for you, but this box of the do came to my house and I said, I ain't gonna open it till I do the podcast. Ooh, y'all know we live in the hood. The ghetto bird is above us. Okay, so look, check me out. Check me out. Dope curls on the go, whoa, yeah. So we got some fresh to death wash and go collection. We got some I don't want no scraps uh, uh, exfoliating shampoo. We got some, wow, that's deep a uh, five-minute deep conditioner, and we have some pop-locking in my raw, rawest Cadillac five-day curl-forming glaze. Five-day, five-day curls. Girls, get ready, get ready. This is my cousin right here, Maya Smith, lead educator, MC, master of curl. Y'all wasn't ready. Yeah, uh, master of curl, uh, freaking the the founder and lead educator of the do man, Maya Smith has found new creative ways to keep us tantalized and in love. We got all the styrofoam. Look, this is like really new. Like y'all see, how I wasn't playing. This is one thousand percent one of the best things, y'all. So my wash and curl will be done in. February. Yeah, it's just cold, y'all. I just can't do a lot of just water in my scalp. And it's cold. And my heater ain't working. Nah, we gonna wait. But the summer, whew, this all this is a wrap. All this is a wrap. So thank you, my cousin Maya. I love you so much. The Dew. I love the Dew more than you knew. So, one of my little beauty babies named, ooh, ooh, ooh. <gasps> oh, oh, mm. yes, my angels keep me right, y'all. Just l- let it happen. One of my little angel babies, her name is Maya Batra at M A Y A B A T R A, Maya Batra. Hold up two seconds. The do at I L O V E T H E D O U X or the do, T H E D O U X dot. Calm. If you need to know that, just rewind that. I'm not gonna say it again. So uh, Maya Batra, who is my 13 little uh, uh, twin over here, her birthday is March 13th, and I'm April 13th. Her family owns this Zeba. Hello, beautiful brows. Zeba, are you hip to this? This is her. This is her family. And when COVID happened, she gave me a brow kit at home, right? I was so intimidated by this kit that I didn't touch it. And so for this episode, I said, look, New Year, same me, only better. And I put, put her eyes not eyelashes, what is this? Eyebrows. Look, 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 Ty. I did my eyebrows. Hold on, don't get too close. I don't know if I got the whole, you know, but, but. It does it look good? Yeah. Oh. Yo, and this Ziba uh, brow at home kit is outstanding. Her family packed it for me and uh, gave it to me and my sisters. This was like one of the nicest things that happened during COVID. I was really appreciative uh, to get it and it felt like life wasn't so shitty because I had pretty brows because y'all know my regular brows don't grow in and a nigga looks surprised all the time. So, moving on to the next. Thank you, Maya. Thank you. And then, y'all see all this hair? Hold up. I'm getting back long, huh? Yo. So, my hair lady at Hair by Quista, H A I R B Y Q U I S T A, Hair by Quista. On Instagram, she got me laid, ladies and gentlemen. Laid. And I just looked at the doggone forecast. They say it's gonna rain tomorrow. Yeah, I ain't gonna talk about it. Yeah. Oh, where? Do I have a raise it up white beanie right here? In my in my room, in my um, my drawer on on the right side, the top drawer. OMG, I forgot, because like I had to shout us out too. Hello. But um Hair by Quista is my third shout-out for this episode. H-A-I-R-B-Y-Q-U-I-S-T-A. Fourth, my homegirl, my love, my sis, Rhapsody, at R-A-P-S-O-D-Y, Rhapsody. Make sure that you go check her out if you haven't already checked her out because she's basically the best. (laughs) Mm-hmm. My name is Peaches and I'm the best all the DJs want to fill my breath. So here's the other thing Y'all haven't seen this yet But the fifth person I wanted to shout out today Y'all won't y'all won't understand why he's important until y'all see me stand up Uh-oh Oh, I knew that. Boom back just like that. Until y'all see me stand up. At Andrew Mena, A-N-D-R-E-W dot M-E-N-A is the owner of Vintage Fitness Gym, private and personal training. And this gentleman is getting the girl right. He's getting me right. And um, I'm very interested. What? I'm very interested to see what this body of mine is about to look like. You know... Quick story, I'll go through old pictures. I don't know if anybody else does this. I'll go through old pictures and look at like my body and how it used to be at its most fit or how it used to be when it was like hella thin. I know poor Todd, he's over here doing like this, Mr. Football playing and all that stuff. So I go on there and I'm like, yeah, I'm gonna get back to that. I'm gonna get back to that. And at the top of this year, God told me, when do I ever lead you back where I've already led you? Why, why would I do that? get ready for what's to come. Why? Like you don't even recognize that you're going to love it more than where you've been. And I look forward to that because all those pictures that I really liked the way I look, I didn't have C cups and now I do. You understand? Let it happen. It's COVID. Let it happen, my boy. I want to again, thank my masterminds at Mitsen Okada, M at M-I-T-Z-E-N-O-K-A-D-A and at Urban, U R B A N underscore counselor, C O U N S E L O R. I sound like speaking spelled like a motherfucker. Counselor, C O U. Okay, okay. But I want to say thank you to the Masterminds crew for coming on, being on here at uh, Entertainment Hours. They're they're therapists, so to be at up at Entertainment Hours, it was like. Hey, why (laughs) I know you said one time it's like 17 years after that time. I'm like, I know my life. So um, I just appreciate them for lending their very able, talented and smart voices over to us Uh, last and never least. Yanvon.com W-Y-A-N-N-V-A-U-G-H-N dot C-O-M, where you can find everything there is to know about the Yann Show, which is what I call my life. Um, but what I'm currently wearing, if you're on your YouTubes, is my at raise it up Y-R-A-I-S-E-I-T-U-P-W-Y rockets up on these Host. I'm wearing my beanie I told you guys earlier in the episode I was a store for the last part of <laughs> 2020 and these beanies and getting them out to people was a part of that while we were selling our merch let me tell you something, it's fleece line and wait, hold up, it is also reversible if my hair looks crazy don't tell me because I think I look good and boom Rocky Top. up on Le House. Rockets up is what we say when we're being courteous and cordial. But to the ones who know, Rockets up on these hoes, what is he? Um, hashtag. So, you guys, also, ooh, ooh, ooh. Date when we're gonna do light work. L Y G H T W O R K. Light work is gonna be on January 30th, one thirty at 1 p.m. on the West Coast, 1300 hours on the West Coast. East Coasters, that's four. Midwesters, that's three, maybe? I don't know, but something like that. 1 p.m. on the West Coast, we are going to be doing an open house Zoom purity for my counseling, not counseling, it's not, I saw Urban Counselor, for my professional mentoring services, all right? Um, I'll tell you more about it when you come. Be looking on my Instagram at raise it up. Y-R-A-I-S-E-I-T-U-P-W-Y rockets up or on my personal slash entertainment uh, 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 Instagram account, which is at Wyanna, W-Y-A-N-N-A. That's where we do our Love Tuesdays. If you wanted to join us, on those 6 p.m. Tuesdays, 6 p.m. on the West Coast. On Tuesdays, we have Love Tuesdays, where we talk further about the topics brought up right here on this show. Hold up, swole up. I have one more thing I was gonna tell y'all. Oh, announcement. Raise them up for the next five episodes. No, not the next five episodes. Starting in March and for five episodes after that, we are going to be reviewing the five love languages, okay? Uh, you all asked for it. I brought it up in episode 25 with Chris Cadenhead, and a few of you were like, "Whyan? Uh, let's do that, let's do it. So I'm like, let's go. I don't got no problems with it. So if y'all wanna get the book and read it with me, this is not an ad. Mr. Gary Chapman has not given me any uh, <laughs> love on the price of this book, hello? But definitely, uh, Five Love lang- The 5 Love Languages The Secret to Love That Lasts by Gary Chapman. I'm already started uh reading in it and this will be done in by this weekend more than likely and I'll start doing my lesson plans for it for you guys and everything. Um Grammy? I just had it right here. Oh, yeah. I was Grammy nominated because of Rhapsody. I just had this sitting right here and I realized I never put it up. So I didn't know when I was supposed to. Yay, that's not a couple dates or anything, but it's just because I had it here. (laughs) Guys, don't hang up because (laughs) Love Unconditional is about to come right after this uh, uh, beautiful ending music that we're about to do. I appreciate you guys, I love you guys, I fuck with you guys, you're outstanding, you're amazing, you are my loves. We here at Raise It Up Why, all of this, this entire team appreciates every time we get to interact with you on Love Tuesdays, on Instagram, on the comment sections of any of our posts, Raise It Up Why, Insta, YouTube, Twitter, everywhere. We really, really, really appreciate you. And for now, that's all, folks. <laughs> stay lovely and stay real. <laughs>
3: what i feel it's so real if your love ain't pure then just stay on your own today you want me love today i'm just enough but tomorrow who's to judge do you know what's in your heart the best way to love me love Is to know that I'm the one. If you don't see me in the end, then don't lead me on to start. Cause what I And so, to find this love of gold Then I was always told Watch just who I gave it to, yeah I'm tired of crying eyes And, and I'm tired of loneliness